the Esoteric Education of La Chiva, a podcast of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery. La Chiva is the demon in me, and I am La Chiva. Um, the reason that is, is because when I was younger, I was told I was possessed by the devil, but now I'm holy shit. <laughs> and um, I am a neo-pseudo-shaman, anarchist, queer, expressionist, spiritual artisan, witch, and diviner, and I am at your service. I want to care for you, and I hope you might also care for me, so all of us can just barely survive and maybe even survive. FishStoryGallery.com is the online site of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery, and there you can see the ecstatic exhibitions of fish storytellers and exhibitionists just like you. You can also make an appointment with me, with La Chiva. Everything I do is by donation or extremely inexpensive, and no one is turned away for lack of funds. Um, not a fluff, indeed. 25% of all proceeds above expenses go to direct action projects in our local community. I often just hand um, a handful of change or cash to someone who's sitting on the street. This is what we learn from the devil and the Six of Cups, is that I can't, as a religious organization, as a faith, it is an organization, I'm slightly organized, um, there's like, you know, we have a podcast, we have, a, a, you know, representation, we have doctrine, textual doctrine available that you can look at. So this is all means that we're wound up in it. We're caught up in the world. We're tied up in into the intricacies of the world, and that's the devil. And the Six of Cups is trying to do good. If you're, you're not the Six of Cups, well... No, no, not a capitalist card at all, no. <laughs> Too equal and uncompetitive. Even though there's always this kind of comp competition of even giving, there can be that for sure. And there's a kind of one-upmanship in the Six of Cups card in the Smith Rider weight image, isn't there? There's kind of one... There is in the Six of Cups this idea that somebody does have different skills and abilities and different things to offer you and you have different things so there's a complementary nature that's it to the six of cups but it's so reciprocal in its purest form and then that old devil comes in and gets us messed up now we choose as we know the roots from the roots um, grow the praxis in the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery. So Fish Story Gallery has six roots of praxis, and they are medicine and food, things that we ingest that are magical, of course, and magic itself, but that is the ceremony, magic spells, rituals, things, ecstatic behavior, performance we could say even poetics and plastics things you make imagery both language craft music imagery and visual 
and also knowledge, reading things out loud and hearing and absorbing the language and knowledge of others. And divination, of course, where we tell a story from through an engagement with a divinatory storytelling system that has its own language for us to access and learn and deploy. Now, which route, which of these routes will we be talking about today? Or will we be considering in light of today? Mmm, knowledge. Very good. That means we need to read something, maybe. Or that I think we will read something. We're going to read from a text. And that's one of the main aspects, which is like, how do things become... This is what... In a religious faith, you may have, some are, I guess, religions of the book, and they would be that the text in Islam, the text is incredibly sacred. Those words, saying them, write, the written words of the Quran are themselves very sacred. And I know, and then the word and the text and understanding the text and interpreting it is a big part of Christianity and Judaism. And what does the text mean? And how does God speak through the text? And so, in a religious faith of Fish Story Gallery, we have to ask, what are the texts? And so we have some channeled texts, the fish stories, in the fish stories section of the website, and those are channeled texts that talk about what we do in the religious faith, the fish story gallery. But then there are some other codified texts, and I haven't made a complete list, but maybe now is when we should start to compile that, because we're given this knowledge we're told to talk about it here today so i would say the Tao Te ching translated by ursula le guin specifically that is one of the canonical texts of fish story gallery i would say oh some are so obvious but i would say the tarot just the cards themselves like that order, the numbers, the whole system. I think that is a text in its various versions. The I Ching in various translations. I think the Richard Wilhelm translation is interesting. I don't think it's canonical to Fish Story Gallery, though, the Wilhelm translation. No. I think that I like looking at the um, the more broad versions that you can get where they just really break down the characters and every single word and you get to kind of choose so there's not a real guide to it so the I Ching for sure is one of the big biggies now I don't like this idea of big text because there is no master narrative these all can come and go you know but they should stick around I think you know but then they could be voted out by consensus by everyone who was a fish storyteller could say if they all, we all at once were like, no, that one, no more. Someone proposes it should leave and everyone agrees. Everyone. If one person disagrees, it stays. That's called consensus. And so that's the way texts come into the religious faith and exit it. King Lear. That's another one. 
<laughs> King Lear, Shakespeare's King Lear. That text is canonical to the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery because it is so wily in its portrayal of family dynamics. I don't think you should have a family, and by that I mean ex family in the expanded field. Um, you shouldn't have a family without really studying King Lear closely, both for where, where the betrayals are, but also where the love is to be found. That's King Lear is such a is a play full of love in some ways, I think. It's full of very loving characters that care a great deal about their lives and everything. And their families, in a way. Um, or not in a way, they're for real. <laughs> and um so now what golden topic, though? We have these golden topics that we also consider. There are much more, there are many of them. And some of the roots are themselves golden topics. Science fiction. Really interesting. So we got knowledge and science fiction. And, of course, that is so... Now, see, when we play with synchronicity we get such fascinating results. So I literally just do a random chance operation to get one of the six roots. Okay, knowledge, where we talk about textual foundations and texts that we are going to and experiencing by reading them to ourselves or better in because what we do is for an audience in the Religious Faith of Fish Story Gallery, that means we read the text out loud. And so this is science fiction and science fiction is where is the genre strangely where we have some of our texts the parable of the sower and the pa the parable of the talents by octavia butler those are canonical texts to the religious faith of fish story gallery and there will be other works of octavia butler that fit in there who else and then should we read from King Lear? Hold on. <clears throat> okay, now I've come back and I've, I've just had a break. Now it seems as though I haven't, but I did. There was an edit. And so, and so I'm back. I went into shopping around my bookshelf because we were given the root of knowledge. And we were given the golden topic of science fiction. Or SF is how I put it in parentheses. SF. Very important. Let me read to you from another canonical text. This is at least now a canonical text of the Religious Faith of Fish Story Gallery. The Promises of Monsters, an essay by Donna Haraway. So just this little essay. She has these chapters and essays that are like, you know, like the cyborg manifesto was hers. And so she comes out with these things that people just can lift. And they're like, I hold on to this as scripture almost. She writes scripture. And that's why her writing, Donna Haraway, The Promises of Monsters, this essay is in the Religious Faith of Fish Story Gallery, our canonical text. Do you have something to say, Deuce? She's barking. 
The promises of monsters, a regenerative politics for inappropriated others. A regenerative politics for inappropriate or inappropriated others. The promises of monsters will be a mapping exercise and travel log through mindscapes and landscapes of what may count as nature in certain local global struggles. These contests are situated in a strange, allochronic time, the time of myself and my readers in the last decade of the second Christian millennium, and in a foreign, allotopic place, the womb of a pregnant monster, here where we are reading and writing. The purpose of this excursion is to write theory, i.e. to produce a patterned vision of how to move and what to fear in the topography of an impossible but all too real present, in order to find an absent but perhaps possible other present. I do not seek the address of some full presence. Reluctantly, I know better. Like Christian in Pilgrim's Progress, however, I am committed to skirting the slough of despond and the parasite-infested swamps of nowhere to reach a more salubrious environs. The theory is meant to orient, to provide the roughest sketch for travel by means of moving within and through a relentless artifactualism which forbids any direct sightings of nature to a science-fictional, speculative, factual, now here she goes, into a science-fictional, speculative, factual, SF place called Simply Elsewhere. At least for those whom this essay addresses, nature outside artifactualism is not so much elsewhere as nowhere, a different matter altogether. Indeed, a reflexive artifactualism, 